Hey, I was thinking about this, um, not trying to freak anybody out, but we're officially in the holiday gift-giving season. Unbelievable, right? Don't worry. We're going to help you and figure out something that makes a lot of sense. I love my MSA 220 chainsaw. Now, you may say, really, Dave? And I'm telling you, it is, it is unbelievable. It is the equivalent of Steel's best-selling chainsaw in Colorado, the MS-271. It's really easy to use. I always like to say, if I can use it, believe me, anybody can use it. And it makes an outstanding gift idea this holiday season. Steel has some amazing promotions going on all the way through Christmas. You can get $10 off an SE33 electric vacuum down to $89.99. It's great for the garage or maybe just cleaning out the car. And if you want to cut the cord bit, go with the Steel AS battery platform with the SEA 20 electric vacuum for $159.99. Speaking of battery-powered tools, the best-selling AS tool, the GTA Garden Pruner, is on sale as well. You can save 30 bucks Now, get one for just $149.99. The good news is it's lightweight. It's really easy to use. It's compact, and you'll love it. Just head to steel.com to take advantage of these great offers and others, or do yourself a solid. Head to one of your steel dealers to try it out for yourself, because the holiday season, believe me or not, is here. Hey, let me take a minute and talk about our good friend Dan Kaplis. Hopefully, you'll never need a personal injury lawyer But if you do, uh, I want you to know that Dan Kaplis Law Firm will be there for you. All you have to do is take a look at what Dan has done over his 40-year career. Boy, that's a long time. Dan has been fighting for his clients and winning for over four decades. And whether it's a multi-million dollar verdict in a truck accident or hospital negligence or maybe a wrongful death case, Dan Kaplis has the kind of experience that matters to your bottom line. Dan Kaplis Law has proven that they will go to trial, and more importantly, they've proven they will win if the insurance company refuses to promptly pay their clients all they deserve. Needing the services of a personal attorney can really be stressful. I've got a suggestion for you. You can take the stress out of it by calling the Dan Kaplis Law Firm for a free consultation, 303-770-5551. Again, the number, 303-770-5551 for the Dan Kaplis Law Firm. This week on the Dave Logan Podcast, can the Broncos steal one in Buffalo? If you do that, then that's two that you stole. Be honest, Broncos country. Are you leaving the door open for a wild card berth? If we go six and three, then we finish nine and eight. Is nine and eight good enough to get us in? Josh McDaniels out in Oakland. And what's going down in New England? I've talked to a couple of people that feel at least one of the two feels very confident that Belichick is out. This is the Dave Logan Podcast. Welcome to Dave Logan Podcast. Dave Logan and Julie Brownman. We are back at it. Podcast number 189. We thank you for listening, for downloading, and for supporting. What's up? Uh, how was your weekend? You look rested. You look like My you weekend uh, was without a Broncos game. Yep. So, and, and without a high school game to coach. Because it's a, you guys got a bye? We had a bye week. Okay. So, in that regard, it was... Uh, it was a little weird, to tell you the truth, but um, no, it was good. Good to take a little bit of a break, and now we're back to it. When's the last time you were bored? The last time I was bored. Don't say this podcast. No, no, no. The last time I was bored. Wow. Um, well, I, mean, I think everybody gets bored to a certain degree, periodically, like, don't like, you? What sh- I, don't, I don't know what to do. Don't, don't, you, don't... Find, don't you find, like... 
during the course of um, just pick pick any week, okay, that there would be on average a couple of times during that week that you would say, ah, I'm kind of bored with, and then fill in the blank. Yeah, but then the alternative I have to remind myself is, well, then when it's like crazy busy, then I might complain about that at the same time. But that wasn't your question. You didn't say you didn't say that. You just said yeah. when was the last time I was bored? I think everybody is bored. I just don't know. Do you ever have a time where you're like, God, I just don't have anything to do? Very rarely during <laughs> this time of the year. Now, yeah. after after the high school season is done, mm-hmm. and certainly after the Broncos season is done, mm-hmm. then you know, then I get a little more time. Okay. So yeah. Do you have any? So the Broncos had a buy this weekend. Yep. Do you have any good buy stories of any places that you went or any things that maybe you've heard people do that wasn't the smartest thing or? Mm. No, um, I, I utilize the bye week, honestly, as a player just to get rest. Yeah. I mean, honestly, not, not that we like never went out in Cleveland, but I didn't use it as a time to like go to whatever, Hawaii or the Bahamas. I know some guys... Some guys do. I think cl- clubs try to as best they can without saying, hey, you guys can't go anywhere. But they try to, they try to make that schedule, the bi-week schedule, to where, I mean, it's not like you get 72 hours of unaccounted for time. So I think guys, especially guys that are nicked up, guys that are hurt a little bit, chance just to give your body a rest and, um, you know, kind of get away from the game. And mm-hmm. I think that's important, really. Get away from the coaches, the voices, the tape, um, all the things that you hear and see on a regular basis daily. Just change your routine and, uh, and just you know, give yourself a break a little bit. I do wonder what the players are telling themselves in that they have a little more time to think about it. Nine games left. Coming off a huge win against the Chiefs, right? Good to head into the bye with that kind of win. But still a significant portion of the season left. Now... You read things from Javante Williams. I don't know if you saw this, but this was after the Chiefs win, so he was mm-hmm. probably high on life. But he talked about, he tweets out, if the defense does their job and the offense does their job, then Marvin Mims gets more touches. Yeah, man, I'm feeling like the playoffs. We're just trying to make a Super Bowl run. Do you think that this is, I, I don't think that's what this team is thinking. Well, I love his youthful exuberance. How about that? Um, yes, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. And, I mean, you want guys, especially your core guys, to, to think, hey, we can still make something in this season. And I think the organization, and I said this a little bit earlier um, or late last week, I think the organization, by not making any move prior to the trade deadline, pretty much sent a message to the team that, you know what, we we think we can make a run. Now, I don't know if that – you know, if it's a realistic run to think we're going to make a run of the Super Bowl, we've seen a lot of crazy things happen. We've seen a sixth seed before going to the playoffs and wind up as Super Bowl champion. Um, but I, I think I think the team looks at this the schedule, looks at this roster, and says, "Hey, we have nine games left. Can we go six and three? If we go six and three, then we finish nine and eight. Is nine and eight good enough to get us in? Now, I I don't think go six and three or not. I don't know. I mean, and we've talked about this as well. When you lose three home games that you are supposed to win, you're supposed to beat the Raiders, you're supposed to beat the uh, Commanders, and without Aaron Rodgers, you're supposed to beat the Jets. All three home games. 
All three games, the Broncos had leads at halftime. All three games, ultimately, they lost. When you do that, you have to steal, if, if you're really going to be in contention to even think about the playoffs when December rolls around, you got to find a way to steal three games back. To win three games that going in, really nobody gave you much of a shot to do. They did that last Sunday with that home victory against Kansas City. They were an eight-and-a-half-point underdog. Okay, they got that win. I mean, they played better than the Chiefs. When I, see, when I say steal the game, I'm just saying win a game that going in, most people do not think you, you have a chance to win. I think the same thing applies to their upcoming game in Buffalo. Can, can Denver go in and string together 60 minutes of football that is good enough to steal a game on the road against a talented team, maybe not, not, not hitting on all cylinders, doesn't look like they're the same Buffalo team uh, that we've seen the last two or three years. They're certainly not the same on defense because of the injuries. But the, still, the Broncos, that, that is a formidable task to go to Buffalo and to beat them on the road on a Monday night game. But if you do that, so, I mean, if you do that, then that's two that you stole. So I knew we were going to have a little bit more time in this podcast because we didn't have a game to talk about. So I started, what? <laughs> so I started um, well, looking you, ahead at the schedule. You know what? You're one of those people that goes, ah, butterfly. Never mind. Oh, I, 100%. I know you 100%. do. I know. Um, so I, Okay, first of all, the Broncos right now have a 5% chance of making the playoffs, according to the New York Times, which is not really, like, when I look at my sports... You spend a lot of time reading the New York Times, do you? Um, not really, okay. but I'm sure I just saw that. Do you? No. Okay. That's, I mean, That's quite no. a newspaper. That's, a, that's like you are committed. If you are sitting down reading the Times, yeah. that's not like you're just reading a headline. Like, you are diving mm, in. Okay. Okay? Okay. So, looking at the nine games left, as you mentioned... Buffalo, I believe they're five and four, not necessarily the Buffalo that we've seen. Got beat last night in Cincinnati. Yeah. Okay. So this is a team that's not, it is not impossible to beat this team, right? This is a a different looking team. Vikings at Broncos. Now the Vikings are an interesting story actually right now. They've won four straight games. I think they're backup to the backup, Josh Dobbs. Joshua Dobbs. He got there on Tuesday. That's insane. It was good enough enough to... uh, to quarterback the Vikings on the road to a come from behind victory. How hard that's, is that? That's pretty amazing. Oh, I think that's pretty. That's pretty difficult. Yeah. That's pretty. That's one Atlanta probably looks at and is scratching their head and said, "Really, we got beat by as you said a backup to the backup who'd been there like four days, probably still learning. I mean, was was working on taking snaps on the sideline from the center because he hadn't played in an offense that required him to play under center very much." But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, good on him. Yeah. Well, so anyway, so even though it's a great story, still still a winnable game, right? They're not running into sure. a juggernaut. Okay. Sure, Cleveland. Cleveland, which I always go, I always ask you the same question. Look at me and just tell me the 100% truth. Who are you rooting for when the Browns play the Broncos? Well, I, I answered that question this week on, uh, for a TV station that is going to run a little bit of a uh, story leading up to that game. Uh-huh. And is it local? Can I actually, yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, um, so they talked about the drive because I, I, at that point, was doing talk radio with Irv Brown and Joe Williams, mm-hmm. and uh, our parent company, Mallwright, was head- who Mallwright sounds was, like a brand of wine was headquartered in Cleveland. Okay, so Joe and I got to go back. Rich Goins, the G Man, uh-huh. uh, was our producer, so we all got to go back 
for the drive. And we're sitting up in a, you know, up in a, uh, what do they call it? Press box. No, we weren't in the press box. We were like in a... Spaceship. Suite. Okay. Um, but that was before I was doing the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Right? So, and <laughs> yeah. I had just played in Cleveland. I mean, I had just been out of Cleveland a little more than a year. So they asked me who I was rooting for. I said I was rooting for the Browns. What do you think? So it's a little bit different now that I'm doing the play-by-play for the Broncos and have been doing their games at least for 34 years. Yeah. So um, that's how long I've been out of Cleveland. But you still have good friends on the organization, right? No, not so much in the organization. I've still got good friends who live back there, ex-teammates, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, that, that are not, frankly are not very happy with, with the Browns uh, ownership group, Jimmy Haslam, to uh, just be specific. So they don't, they don't, um, they don't feel like the some of the former players have been treated right. Oh. And so, listen, I'm going to side with them, even though I'm not exactly sure because I don't know what goes on 1,500 miles away from Denver. Which is something maybe that had happened here. I feel like I heard that from some former Broncos, but they feel better now. Yeah, it's one of the things I think that the uh, Walton Pinner family ownership group has been very intentional with. And I think that uh, with Greg Pinner and Kerry Walton Pinner, they've been really, really uh, good at welcoming back former players mm-hmm. and, um, you know, setting up functions to where guys will come back in town. And because it's, it's easy, I think, once you're done playing and maybe you don't live in the city that you played in, uh, it's, it's easy to kind of either get lost or maybe be forgotten a little bit or just feel disenfranchised, mm-hmm. right? So... Um, I think I think the this ownership group, um, the Walton Penner family ownership group, has been really really good at trying to change that. Carrie Walton Penner, are you good with the hyphenated thing? Sure. Would you ever take your wife's last name? No. Okay. At, at the risk of sounding chauvinistic, do guys <laughs> do that? Is that is that a I thing? I don't really think so. But there's. Oh, well, then what are you asking me for? <laughs> I don't know. Just what are you asking me for? Um, I feel like somebody has had to take. A guy out there has had has taken been, his wife. Been like been forced to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, for what? What purpose? Yeah, just be like, I love. Oh, I got a go, I got a story for you. I have. Uh, I work with um, a guy. Butterfly. I mean, you just changed. <laughs> you didn't even finish the, the first story. What? What about? I, I don't. I don't think that's a thing. I don't think it's a thing for guys to take uh, their wives. Just to be different. Just to be different. Well, but that doesn't make it a thing. Well, I'm going to research that. Okay, good. I know somebody that got married and something happened with the families. So they made up their last name. They made up their last name, which I think is actually kind of cool. What? Yeah. So How is that cool? Because <laughs> you get to make up your last name. Like you were, get, Dave Logan is a great name because it's very simple. What's right? wrong with Julie Brownman? I love Julie Brownman, but if I could make up a different so, name. So, so. Your friend is a female. She married a guy, a a guy. guy. Mm-hmm. and he married. Obviously, did, did he marry a female? Yeah. Okay. So instead of using either your friend's name, the guy's last name, right. or her last name, right. they had some sort of argument with, within the two families. Yes. And so they got rid of both names and just made up a name. Yes. My God. <laughs> what? That's the dumbest thing I've ever. No, what, Dave, what do you it's mean? Do they dumb. have kids? Not yet. They're young. It's a different generation. And I'm not going to say what the... I actually like the last name, but I don't want to call attention to it. What would it's your cool last, last name, name be if it wasn't Brownman? I just might shorten it up to Brown, so I could really be downtown Julie Brown. Wow. But I don't want to change it. 
What would your last name be if it wasn't Logan? I, I think it would have to be McScrock Bubble. <laughs> I, I feel, you know, I feel strongly about that. Who, came, who, who disavows their family's name and, and their and their spouse's family's name and says, no, 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 we're changing our name to something. Who does that? Because I don't know the full situation, so I don't want to feel bad right now. So I'm going to move on. Because oh. I don't, okay? I just don't know what the situation was. Huh. McScrock bubble? Scrocky. No. I mean, unless, you know, unless like... This is really perplexing unless, you. Yes. Unless like Ted Bundy was your... <laughs> You know, your father. Well, then, okay. okay. I might not want to be a Bundy. Hey, let me take a minute and talk to you about Molly Spirits. And just like that, November's here, right? You ready for it? Well, it really doesn't matter. Ready or not, it's time to start thinking about what you are going to serve for Thanksgiving dinner and what tasty host gifts you're going to bring to the holiday meal. That's where Molly's Spirits comes in. Now, if you're hosting Thanksgiving, there's really no better spot to pick up a variety of drinks to serve than Molly's. And I'm talking about everything from wine to beer to fantastic bottles of spirits. Molly's is your one-stop shop for every single one of your needs. And if your budget is on your mind, and everybody's is, just head to mollyspirit.com, check out their featured products. They've got all sorts of different beverages and low, low prices that will make you smile. And speaking of making people happy, a gift from Molly's will be the perfect thank you for your host or your boss or your neighbor. Because as we know, a bottle of wine or maybe a favorite whiskey can make everybody's day. So head to one of their two stores, the Lakeside location, which is at 44th and Harlan, or the DTC location at I-25 and Arapahoe on the west side right next to Sprouts. Molly's Spirits, a land of adult beverage discovery and a home run for the holidays. You know, we all love watching a winning team, right? But how about being a part of a winning team? The Colorado State Patrol is now hiring emergency dispatchers, professional staff, security and port of entry officers, and troopers. They're looking for people with character, focus, resiliency, highly motivated, and people that want to be a part of a winning team whose goal it is is to make a safer Colorado. Just visit csp.colorado.gov to connect with a recruiter and to learn about CHP's mission and the description of each job position. It's a great place to learn more about Colorado State Patrol and the services they provide. And if you're on Instagram, you can check them out at CHP Hiring. Be part of a winning team at the Colorado State Patrol. So the Browns, five and three right now. So that that is a winnable. Then sure. the Broncos of Texans. Texans are 500. That's winnable. Broncos of Chargers, always winnable, right? Yep. Because they've got some drama and their coach, blah, blah, blah. Detroit's having a good year. That could be the one where you go, oh, I don't know. It's Broncos at Lions, mm-hmm. Detroit right now, six and two. Patriots of Broncos, Patriots right now, it's two and seven. What the heck is going on? Um, Personnel. You're starting to hear, and I've talked to a couple of people that feel, at least one of the two, feels very confident that Belichick is out. Well. Whether at the end of the season or before. I thought he just signed a long-term. He did. So they're going to pay that out. I don't know. Maybe another team... Uh, has interest in him and uh, maybe you know because you can trade coaches yeah there's always an end to coaching no matter how good you are very rarely do you get to go out on top how you want to go out correct so even to a Bill Belichick I mean think about how many guys got to go out according to how they wanted to go out 
doesn't really happen a lot. Yeah, no, I would. I, um, Maybe it's health. Not many. Maybe they get that, fired. That's why you, you hear about uh, Sean McVay. Sean McVay is a young guy. Mm-hmm. But most people, and he and his wife just had their first child, most people feel like it will be a year or so max before Sean McVay walks away from coaching. Now, Sean McVay's in his 30s, but he's, he's made oodles of money. He would have the opportunity to do TV. He, he could get away from all of these crazy, crazy hours. Mm-hmm. I, 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 do, I do think that he eventually would miss it and more than likely would come back. Yeah. But, um, yeah, most, most coaches in the NFL, most head coaches, they don't get to, they don't get to script their exit the way they do their first 15 plays of a game. Yeah, and so Bill Belichick, even though he's had great success, sounds like he's not going to be able to do that either. Yeah, but I don't think should he be fired or should uh, uh, the Patriots decide to trade him, I think Belichick will go on to coach because he strikes me as a guy, he's 70, whatever he is, too. Um, he's just a football, he's a football junkie. And I think as long as he's healthy, I think he's going to coach. He'll coach either somewhere else, or he'll, mm-hmm. I, I just think he'll coach for a few more years. Well, maybe he'll be reunited with Josh McDaniels because, as you know, on Halloween night, Josh McDaniels was let go from the Raiders. That's Broncos at Raiders is uh, how they end the season. That turned that was an interesting story as things start coming out about that. Um, that team meeting sounded brutal, but you know what? Josh McDaniels has been brutal to other people. It sounds like he got hammered by his players yeah so i mean two things on this one this is the second opportunity uh one here with the broncos he got fired midway through his second season this one with the raiders he got fired midway through his second season the one in the raiders he had a six-year deal so he's got what four more years four full years left um do they have to pay that full out Unless they, they, they may have some sort of clause in the contract that mitigates his contract. So if he would go work somewhere else, let's just say he became an offensive coordinator with another team and the Raiders were paying him whatever they're paying him, $10 million a year, and the offensive coordinator job for fill-in-the-blank team pays him uh, $3 million a year, well, then the Raiders would be on the hook for seven. Still a lot of money. So Yeah, but I, th- I think with, with Josh – you know, getting to know him when he was here, and I think he he was not good in in the Broncos building. I don't think he treated people uh, the right way. He was, as far as my relationship with him, he was cool to me. I never had one issue with him, but I also did have to deal with him on a, on a daily basis. I thought he was a very bright football guy, just sitting down talking to him. But I think this: I think that um, the game can humble you. It really can. In the game, uh, today's game and even yesteryear's game, the game is about players and your ability to put a plan together and lead men. And X's and O's are important, but the leadership in that locker room from the head coach and other coaches and how you interact with those players is so vital I mean, it always has been, but I think it's, it's never been more important than it is today. And if you lose a locker room, if you, you know, you've got to pick and choose when you want, to, you want to stand up and tell them how the cows eat the cabbage. You can't do that on a regular basis. You can't treat them like you would treat 
maybe college kids because those are grown men that a lot of which or at least a few of which are making more money than you are so if they ever decide like hey you know what i'm not effing dealing with you so if they ever get to that point and it seemed to me that the raiders did i mean we we talked about it after they played in detroit they seemed totally disinterested um and i said on the show on koa that day this is before he was fired, obviously. I would not be surprised, based on what I saw last night, if the Raiders do not win another game this year. And I think Mark Davis probably uh, you know, did his due diligence and to talk to people and then witnessed that and said, it's going to cost me a lot of money, but I have to make a move. Was he 32 when he got the job yes. here? Okay, so I hate to say this, but I'm, I'm not going to give him a pass, but that is a big-ass job to get when you're 32. And he needed to learn a lot of lessons. Think about when you were 32. He, need, he needed to have some structure. And, and what he didn't need to have was the ability to do whatever he wanted to within that building that at that point was called Dove Valley. He didn't need to have the ability to do whatever he wanted to, to fire pe- long, long-time people that had been there for forever, to fire them, what he should have had was some guidance and hey if you want to hire your own staff that's fine but you know the business part of this this organization is going to remain the same and but but he was allowed just to run rampant and i do think it was too much for a 32 year old guy do you remember we had a boss that was 30 robin was she 30 then she was 30 that was a as a program yeah. director that's a big Job. I'll tell you, she, she, was, she was good at it. I yeah. didn't realize she was 30. She was really young. Huh. Made me feel like an underachiever. Anyway, so I um, went through the schedule to talk about with... But, all, but let me just say one thing. All what? those games, I agree that yeah. the Broncos can win. Yeah. And every one of those games that you mentioned, the opposing team looks at the Broncos in the very same way that you and I sit here and look at them. And I thought about you saying that because you tell me that all the time. And you're right. Yeah, they, I mean, so can they win? Sure. Um, but the other team thinks they can win too because they're playing the Broncos. Does it really have to start, if we're talking about, you know, a playoff or even being in the conversation, it really has to start Monday night against the Bills, right? Because then it's just... It's an opportunity to go steal a game. Yeah. Now, you know, they may, they may not like that term. They may not like it, and, and I, I don't mean it in a pejorative way, but the Bills are going to be favored. It is on the road, and it is a Monday night. And historically, Buffalo's been a tough place to play. That said, if, you're, if you can get out of there with a win, mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden you've won three in a row and you're four and five, and you come home for two, yeah. well, okay. You know, let's 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 you know rev up the rev up the car in the garage. Let's take this thing out a little bit, right? You're about to say, let's ride. So I, no. <laughs> so I can appear smart. Tell me what pejorative means again. Oh, pejorative, like in a negative, um, condescending sort of uh, argumentative okay. way. I'm going to say that at work, and I'm going to look at my coworkers and their brains are going to be blown and then they're going to try and start you saying work with it. firemen yeah why would you what how in what context would you use the word pejorative well i'm going to find one <laughs> <laughs> tomorrow at the office okay 
Okay, so as we move forward, so Sean Payton spoke on Monday, as he usually does, even though it was a, a bye week, and he's talking about, you know, encouraged with Russell Wilson by what he's seen through eight games, still has to work with him on managing the game and reducing turnovers, la, 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 la. Then he talks about, well, I really want to get Marvin Mims more touches, which is what a lot of Bronco fans have been thinking as well. Right. And then he talks a little about Jerry Judy and talks about, well, he's a very important piece of what we're doing. He thinks he's dynamic, la, la, la. Of all those, well, it's always going to be Russell Wilson. But of all those things that he talked about, I guess what really should he be focusing on moving forward on all those things? I guess it's Russ and then... I think you're focused on one thing, and that's trying to find a way to win. It really doesn't matter. I mean, you're saying all the right things because you want you want to send a message to Mims that, hey, even though you've only cut two balls the last four weeks, um, you're still a really important piece. Mm-hmm. We see it. We know what you, what you have. We're, we're trying. We're going to try to get you involved. You probably, it may be a lesser light, but sort of the same family or sending the same message to Judy. I mean, Judy had his first touchdown catch last or uh, before the bye. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to pump him up and say, hey, listen, we didn't trade you because we feel like you can, you can be an important part of what we're doing. So that's sort of, I mean, to me, that's just the way a head coach uh, in the media can send a message to these guys. The bottom line is it really doesn't matter at this point what their stats are for the remainder of the year. Whether Jerry Judy catches 50 balls from this point on or 12, it's, it's, what's important is Sean Payton and those coaches find a way to put their guys in the best position that gives them the best opportunity to win. And with respect to the Broncos' offense, I think we've seen sort of the recipe. I mean, they ran it 40 times against Kansas City, right? Their offensive line um, by pro football focus is one of the highest graded run blocking units in the league. So you've got, I mean, Javante Williams is a really good young back, a hammerhead. You've got Jaleel McLaughlin, who is dynamic in his own right. Uh, and Samaje P. Ryan can, can give you a few carries as well. So, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know how many targets Jerry Judy is going to get or Marvin Mims or Cortland Sutton or these tight ends that are never targeted. So... But I think it's the right thing to say at this point by Sean Payton. Before I let you go, just wanted to touch on Buffs football. Lost to Oregon State, 26-19. to And Pat Shermer was elevated to the co-offensive coordinator. All I've heard, I didn't see the game, but that it wasn't that much of a difference than what we had seen before. I know you didn't think Pat Shermer was super creative when he was where with the Broncos, but do you have different thoughts at CU. No. Okay. I mean, <laughs> no. I mean, I watched the game. Um, I thought we might see with Shermer more tight ends involved. We didn't really see that. You know, it's it's just been disappointing to me after such a great start, um, sort of how the offense is bogged down. And the offensive line has taken a lot of criticism. And some of it, I think, is justifiable. Uh, they haven't been able to run the ball, which is perplexing to me. I mean, it just it's hard for me to believe that, uh, that you can't create opportunities for these guys to be able to run better than they run. Mm-hmm. Um, I, think, I think Shadur has been really good this year. He's taken a beating. I don't know how much longer he can, he can go taking shots like that. 
so I think he's he's developed sort of a habit of holding the ball, trying to wait for something to open up, and that's cost him from time to time, and it's also cost him physically. So, but again, and I said this before, I think we have to keep in mind, and I know I do as a former Buff. Um, they won one game last year, and yes. they were basically the laughing stock of college football. And they've won four games this year, right? So, um, it's it's been because they got off to a three and zero start. It's been a little frustrating because everybody got their hope up. Like, wait a minute, I mean, these guys are going to be able to get to a bowl game, and it, you know they're going to have to win two games of the of the games remaining to to make that a possibility. I don't know that they're good enough to do it. But I tell you what, I'm 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 still uh, excited to see him play, and I think by and large, from where they were to where they are right now, that they've had a hell of a good turnaround in a very short period of time. So you're not going to be pejorative about it? No, never. I like it, McScruffy. What? McScruffy. Isn't that your last name? McScrockbubble. <laughs> McScruffy. <laughs> great to see you. I'm glad you had a good weekend and we'll see you next week. Au revoir.